You are listening to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Imtiaz, and my mission with this podcast is to bring you the voices of content creators who are just a bit ahead of you, people you can relate to. You can hear about their struggles and wins and learn from their mistakes so you don't have to make the same mistakes. My hope is that this podcast inspires you to start putting your voice out there and creating content consistently so that you can make the impact you want to make with the skills you already have and start creating the life you want to live. So grab your cup of spicy chai and let's get this show started. Hey, beautiful. What's up? Welcome to episode 23 of the Spicy Chai Podcast. This podcast is to make content creation fun, easy, and less stressful for you. In this episode, I have a conversation with Carrie Jackson, who is a CPA by profession and is now diving into the world of money coaching. In this podcast, we talk about what Carrie needed to quit her corporate job, how she creates content despite being an introvert, and how she made the decision to invest in a coach early on in her coaching career. And before we get into the conversation with Carrie, if you're someone who's thinking about starting a podcast and has no clue where to start, DM me the word podcast on Instagram at maruk.m dot imtiaz also in the show notes i'm happy to point you towards some resources awesome let's go enjoy the conversation you know you've got the skill set what seems simple to you is difficult for others it's just a lot of the inner work and mindset shifting seeing the fears come up and then figuring out how to work through them our guest today is someone who has lived in toronto bermuda and london england She's someone who can confidently say that numbers are her thing. And she's currently building her following on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and has gained over a thousand followers across all those platforms. However, that's not Carrie's real genius. You see, her genius is her ability to help people with their money. From an early age, she focused on money, saved, and invested until she accumulated a million dollars in her portfolio. Wow. Welcome (laughs) to the show, Carrie. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, really, really excited. So what is your story? What made you want to be a financial coach? And second, why did you get started on creating content around that? Um, my transition into being a financial coach was, it was a bit of a journey. So I was moving around a lot in, in my career and I'm a Canadian CPA, uh, yeah, CA, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> by trade. So I was in the financial world for over 15 years. Uh, started in Toronto, took a job in Bermuda with KPMG, was there for about five years, took a job with a hedge fund manager, went across to England. I was with them for seven years. The last two years or two or three years, I went back to Bermuda. And then uh, it was about five or six years ago, I had just gotten out of a short marriage or my, my marriage was ending and I was kind of, I was in Bermuda and trying to get things back together for myself. And I just kind of found myself a little bit, you know, not as not as motivated for work, not as inspired for what I was doing. I was the only person in the office in Bermuda. So I was feeling a little bit isolated, not sure if this was what I what I wanted to keep doing. And my friend introduced me to a blog about uh, financial freedom. And uh, the FIRE movement, the financial independence, retire early. Uh, So I was kind of like mid to late 30s at this point. And I've always been good with my money. And I started thinking, I was like, could I do something like this? Could I quit my job? And how much do I need to do that? And so I really just kind of absorbed everything on this guy's blog and just started looking at my own situation and realized like, you know, I could do this and I was ready to move on to the next step. So it took me a good, like that didn't just happen overnight. Like I had already, you know, accumulated a nice 
savings. But then for about a year and a half, almost two years, I really dedicated myself to this plan. Finally, four years ago, I quit my corporate job and I moved back here. I kind of got to the point where I said, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to figure out what I want to do and see how that goes. Like I had the freedom now to not be pressured to find a new job and start working right away. And it was just a gradual thing over the last few years. I've been, I tried a a bunch of different things. I went to nutrition school. I've had a a difficult time settling back to Toronto and I took off to Mexico a couple of times for the winters. And it was just while I was down there and thinking about starting a business and doing something. And I was thinking I should go into the nutrition side and and just, it didn't feel right. Like I was just like, it just, this doesn't excite me. And then kind of said, well, like what does excite me? And I just started thinking about my own journey, how I've always been like really passionate about money and not in the sense of like, I have to have it, but just like always wanting to learn. And I've learned so much in my career and really interested in it. And I said, you know, maybe that's my specialty. Maybe that's what I can start helping other people do is find the financial freedom that I had. That's where it started. And I got some help. I found a course to help me kind of build an online business, got my website up and started. That took two times. I hired somebody to do it. Didn't like the, well, the outcome was okay, but it just wasn't me. And then I found uh, somebody else to help me. And I actually rebuilt the website on Squarespace. So that was like a crazy period of learning how to build a website. At the same time that I had hired the website person, they were doing social media for me. And that again, didn't feel very aligned with my voice and what I was wanting to share. So that was when I let that go as well. And I really started having to learn how to market myself and and put myself out there on social media. And then yeah, so I started working with clients about a year ago. And it's just been kind of building up over the last year. And as you know, like, it's just always an adventure, there's always something new to learn. And definitely had like the highs and lows over the past year, but I want to keep going. Yeah, for sure. And thank you for like going into so much detail because that's what it is. When people are listening to people's stories of getting clients, they don't realize that there was so much that happened behind the scenes. There's so much that happened on the journey. They only say, oh, look at Carrie producing content, having clients around money. But it's like, no, I tried out nutrition school. I moved mm-hmm. different countries. I'm a CPA. So talk a bit about that. I was really curious. You went into nutrition school because probably there was some interest there, right? But it just yeah. wasn't interesting enough. When you realize that, okay, nutrition school isn't for me, maybe I need to focus on something else. What was that decision like? Um, it was, yeah, nutrition and health and wellness is definitely a passion of mine. I'm, I've got my yoga teacher certification as well. Like I definitely have this holistic nature about me and, and very much interested in it. But I think what I came back to is just like, what are my innate talents and skills? And then what do I really enjoy? What do I know how to teach? And how did you um, figure that out? Like if you were to really break that down for someone listening to this, how did you figure that out? Um, I think when I was starting to picture coaching someone or, or helping someone with nutrition, it just didn't feel right. So I was really dragging my feet wanting to start that business. Hmm. Uh, I didn't feel motivated to do it. I was like, I, I did have a coach at that time and I was like, I just don't like, I'm not like, mm, I'm, I was just like really, there was no energy behind it. And then once I opened up to think, oh, what else could I do? And then this came to me. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I started right away. So 
it's hard to explain. It wasn't just like a moment, but it was more of the feeling I had when I was trying to do nutrition. And then the feeling I had when I decided to do financial coaching. And I just had that drive or that instinct, I guess, to be like, yeah, this feels so much better. And this is what I want to be doing. And I think that's the important piece, right? Like you weren't just thinking, you weren't just in this, like, let me think about this. You were doing even for nutrition, you were like, all right, I'm going to go to nutrition school, I'm going to try to coach people, or I'm going to try to see how this feels. And that's how you understood, okay, this isn't for me. And all right, yeah. let's pivot. Let's go into something else. And I think that's the important piece that you just kept taking action. Totally. 100% believe the same thing. I think when you keep taking action, we all start doing things that we're somewhat interested in. And there's some things that pull us more. And there's some yeah. things that don't pull us as much, but we don't know what that is until we really dig into that. So absolutely. That, yeah. 100%. And then one thing else that you said was, um, when you were trying to quit your corporate job, you wanted to know what I need to be able to quit. What was that process like? For someone who's really considering, okay, I want to quit my job, can you break that down? Yeah, well, and, and a large part of that is like, what's your financial ability, right? I mean, we all need to survive and, and have our, our comforts or our desired lifestyle. So for me, that looked like really looking at my lifestyle and the lifestyle I wanted. And then I had to do the, the work of pricing it out, essentially, is kind of saying, okay, well, where do I want to live? What kind of home do I want to have? How much do I want to travel? Am I okay giving up certain things, material things that don't mean as much to me? Like, what would the cost of my ideal lifestyle be? And then it was almost like you have to kind of reverse engineer into that and kind of say, okay, if this is how much I need a year, how much savings do I need if I can invest it and be making, you know, maybe six, seven, eight percent, you know, erring on conservative? If I were to live off of 4% of that, could I survive? And how long could I survive without working at all? Or could I uh, work part-time? My goal was was more or less just to be able to have the flexibility and freedom to work part-time if I wanted to, or to start my own business like I'm doing without this pressure that I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel of like having to make money right away. So it was more, it was a, a I call it a reverse engineering of my lifestyle, really, mm-hmm. and deciding like, okay, what's what does my lifestyle look like? What does it cost? How do I get enough saved up in order to then feel, okay, I can take this leap? I like that. You also talked about how it all started from you following a money blog and thinking, okay, well, maybe I can do this. So mm-hmm. talk us through what were some of the fears when you were getting into money coaching, even though you have a CPA, you have the background, you have the results. What were some of the fears that Carrie was feeling? It was more just putting myself out there. Like I'm an introverted, introverted person. I don't really like being center of attention and starting my own business. It's just me. I would have to be the star <laughs> of the show, you know? And, um, so that was, that's still a challenge for me, I would say, in how I produce content as well. Um, yeah, that was my biggest fear, I think. And then you always, you know, imposter syndrome, obviously. Right. It's like, well, who am I to be doing this? Can I really help somebody? You know, do I know enough to help somebody? I went through the whole like, well, maybe I should get certified in this and maybe I should get certified in that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I really had to kind of do the inner work of looking at my life and my experience and my career and keep shifting the mindset to be like, no, you can do this. Like, you know, you've got the skill set. What seems simple to you is difficult for others. It's just a lot of the inner inner work and mindset shifting, seeing the fears come up and then figuring out how to work through them. 
Right. So you went from an introvert who doesn't want to be in the center of it. And now you are producing content. So talk us through that. How did you do it? How are you overcoming your fears? And I'm pretty sure some of them still exist, but how are you overcoming them? Um, Well, I've started with preparing content or creating content that feels good for me. So I like writing. So I've got my blog and I try to, I'm not as consistent as I would like to be, but I try to, you know, issue blogs as much as I can. So I write, I started, um, on my Instagram is where I focus a lot of my, uh, social media and I would research and I would use like templates that I could find. I joined a couple of like stock photo uh, memberships. So then you can get different kinds of Canva templates. And I did a couple of Instagram courses, you know, it was like, I would just have to get some, a bit of background knowledge. And I'm a bit of the type of person where I probably over learn before I get going. So I just then set a schedule for myself. It's like, okay, you've got to post, you know, three times this week and then create the ones. And it took me a while to, to feel comfortable even putting pictures of myself, like as selfies up there. Uh, and then I got more comfortable doing that. And then I kind of started finding my voice a bit stronger and getting what I wanted to talk about across. And then I had my rebranding done. So then that gave me another visual style to be working with. It was just a bit of a slow development. I'm still super resistant to video, though, I have to say that is my biggest challenge right now, wanting to speak directly into a camera. So I still struggle with that. I can see that. And it's something that a lot of people fear or are scared of. But what I really, really like about what you said there is you're focusing on your strength. You don't want to be on video. You don't want to be in camera, but that doesn't stop you from creating content. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to write blogs or I'm going to go through the Instagram route where I do see your content where you're posting pictures and you're writing. So I think that's the important piece is you don't have to start off trying to ace everything. It's like, what are my strengths and where do I start? Yeah, and just kind of. The, and then you said that you took a few courses. One was online business. One was Instagram. Were there any that were really, really good that people would benefit from? Um, yeah. For content, I wouldn't say there was any that I was like, "Oh yes, this is it. This is what's working." I kind of picked up a few tips and tricks, but then a lot of the stuff I just didn't resonate with as well. Talk about that a bit. What was the stuff you weren't resonating with? Um, sometimes the message about leaving comments, uh, just on like, a you know, leave 10 comments on posts and slip into people's DMs. And it just, it felt a little bit inauthentic to me. And then I, I, I have been, um, part of an introvertpreneur, uh, group, which has been really helpful because the feedback that I got from that coach is more or less like, yes, that's a strategy to help build your audience. But it doesn't have to be forced, you know, take the time to follow a few hashtags that are relevant to you, and then comment on things that you really do feel resonate with you. Like don't force yourself to engage in content that doesn't feel authentic or that you, you know, you're just doing it to hit your 10 engagement comments for the night. So I'm learning, and this has really only been in the last couple of months to really handle Instagram the way I want to handle it and engage with people's feeds or posts that do feel like I'm like, oh, that was a really good, like, you know, I learned something from that, or that made me laugh, or, oh, I love this person, and I'm just going to give a little heart or something like that. And one of the other things that a lot likes a lot of the Instagram courses promote is focusing on creating a grid or to make it look a certain way. And I was trying to do that. I'm like, this is so overwhelming. Like it's just, it then takes it up a level of, you know, it's already hard enough to want to be posting 
four or five times a week. And then you've got to make sure your grid looks good. And I was like, okay, I'm stopping that. So it's been a lot of trial and error and listening to the information in these courses, which there is a lot of good stuff in them, but then you've got to make it your own and do what feels good for yourself. I agree. I think that's so key. You're going to learn a lot of things and people will tell you, but at the end of the day, what matters most is that you're posting. If yeah. you're not posting, there is no grid. If you're not posting, the comments don't matter. So yeah, like yeah. I really like that. And so far, like being a money coach on Instagram, I believe you're on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. What have you learned? Like starting off, like what are some things that you feel have worked well? And what are some things you feel have not? Um, Consistency does help for sure. And I when think I've got like what with what I think it just helps people see your your feed a little bit more often, right that you will pop in. I still don't understand how Instagram works like some posts I'll get a, a decent reach and then another one I, that I thought was like, oh, this is good. it gets like no reach so like I, I'm like this one yeah perfect. it's gonna go viral oh, yeah <laughs> two views that's great yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah. so I'm like I still haven't I don't know I don't understand right. how it all works, but I just feel like okay, if one a week gets really good reach, then that's good. You know, and then I just noticed over the last um, couple of months, you know, a few more people are starting to follow. And one thing that did help me was I bought a caption vault, I think she calls it. And so it was just prompts. It was a little bit of like, buy these and Instagram will be a breeze. Like it's still not a breeze. But <laughs> but You're now like, I've got it. not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not, it didn't take me one minute to make this post. Um, it's given me a little like a bit of a formula of like how to maybe capture attention and then get people to read a little bit further down, how to provide a bit more value into the content content, maybe a bit more engagement. So I've found that's been helpful. The um, I think I got that about a month and a half ago. And again, you've got to be careful with those things because they're not your voice. So I've been, you know, I'll take the idea and then I'll just completely rewrite it kind of, kind of thing, which yeah. I think that's an okay way to, to approach things too. When you feel a bit stuck as to something to post, you can always convert it to something that's relevant for you or your business. I agree. I agree. So the few things you mentioned there were some things that have helped is having a caption on Instagram uh, and then potentially like what they call as a call to action, like something yes. where yeah. you have a caption, which, which is the first line that people actually read on your post. Just so for people who don't know what a caption is, make sure that's something that people want to read, put some effort into that and then put some effort into writing your post. And then at the end, have a call to action, which is ask a question or <laughs> ask people to follow you or maybe ask people to comment. So I think you're yeah. right. That's a simple formula that people usually like it yeah. kind of helps with Instagram so that that is super helpful yeah what are some things that you feel like definitely did not work I know one thing that I kept hearing was trying to be your own self when you're trying to get these all these advice from other people was there anything else that didn't work um the grid thing trying grid to make thing. a grid <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. I totally struggle with that too. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a perfect, but this is red. My colors are purple and white. Oh, trust me. I go through that all the time. Yeah. 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 I think it was probably overthinking it a little bit too much yeah. as well. Trying to make it perfect. Recently, about two months ago, I started using a scheduling app, uh, later.com. And that's helped as well because it feels like I can batch a few posts and spend not five minutes, but a couple of hours and create a couple of posts, get them scheduled. And then it's kind of done for the week. 
because I was finding it exhausting to be like, okay, what am I going to post today? And then what picture am I going to use with that? You know, it was just getting um, not enjoyable for a while. And then um, my introvert coach that I was um, telling you about, she went through all of my website and my blogs, and she actually created about 30 potential templates, you know, so she kind of helped me figure out how to use my content and repurpose it and how to repurpose the content and then create graphics and turn them into Instagram posts. And that was a big thing that I've been starting to do over the last couple of months is like, when I write a blog, I can also make three or four Instagram posts out of it and an email broadcast, you know, it's starting to get smarter with the content I'm producing as well. So it doesn't feel so overwhelming all the time. I love that. There were two main things you mentioned there. One was batching. You don't have to create a piece of content every day. You can choose a day, Saturday or Sunday, where you write three or four posts, just be in that zone, right? It won't take you five minutes. It will take you four to five hours, but then you're done. Yeah. Week. Even if you don't use a scheduling app like later.com and Instagram, you can just create them, put them into drafts because Instagram now has that feature too, right? So for people listening, that's key. And the second, I think you mentioned where everyone, all of us already have a lot of content. We always think that we have to keep mm-hmm. creating more and more content. Totally. So yeah. much content. We just need to yeah. go back into our content and be like, all right, how can I repurpose this? How can I make this better? How can I say this in a different way? Uh, yeah. It doesn't always have to be new and extremely like original content. I, I yeah, like I'm- like that. And even like something that you posted two months ago, chances are is not anywhere near the top of your feed anymore. So you could kind of like regurgitate a few things and just tweak it and update it for where you are now or something more current and relevant. But I think what I got into was just like, I've got to always have fresh new content, especially for Instagram. And now I'm like, no, I've got a lot of stuff I've already written and I can just create new ways of sharing it really. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. So we have talked a bit about fears, right? And you've, we've mm-hmm. kind of talked about what things have worked and what things haven't. Could you just talk us through some of the failures you've had so far and like being a money coach and what did you do to overcome it? Um, yeah, there's the, the whole like, you know, I started off, I got a few clients and then it was like crickets. And then like I got a few more and then it was crickets. It's like this constant ebb and flow do you think that once you start or any, at least I did, I was like, Hey, once I start, it's just going to go up. Right. Yeah. And then so dealing. Up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So kind of dealing with those um, pauses or those setbacks is, um, you know, initially it's like, Oh shoot, like maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe this isn't for me. And then, then you just keep going. You just like, okay, like, like what else can I do? Let me put another blog post out. Let me, see who I can get in touch with. And I've also had coaches pretty much the entire way that I've been doing this. Not always one-on-one. I've been involved in a couple of membership groups and stuff, but I've always known that if I want to be a coach, I also have to know the value of coaching for my own success. And um, I've worked with coaches pretty much this whole past year. And I've recently just started with a new sales and marketing business strategy coach. So that's helped me kind of keep going is pretty much what I'm saying. Like anytime I do have a bit of a setback or more of like a mindset, like, oh, I don't want to do this, or is this the right path? Having that additional accountability and support to keep you going has been helpful as well. 
Yeah, that that's extremely uh, key. And one thing that you mentioned was you've invested in coaches throughout because you've understood the importance of them and importance of that support, that kind of guidance. But how did you make the decision to invest in yourself? So many people struggle with that, right? Like so many entrepreneurs or content creators I speak to, they struggle with hiring a coach or hiring help. How did you get over that and decide to hire people? Um. Just because I knew this was so new for me. I came from almost 18 years of corporate life where I was an employee. So this was like a whole new world. And I knew because there had been one or two points in my life prior where I had been in between jobs and thought, okay, I'm just going to try something on my own. And I just didn't, right? I just went back to the corporate world. So I kind of knew myself enough that if I really wanted to start the business and make it successful, then I would need some support and help and how to do that. And one of my first courses I took was with this woman, Kelly Track, and she does the uh, Your Conscious Empire course. And it's uh, like, it's a, it's how to start a digital online business. But it was all of the, like, it was the actual step-by-step, how do you set up a website? How do you connect an email marketing software? You know, all of the kind of technical stuff mm-hmm. that was just like way over my head. And that was actually so foundational for me because I just needed that guidance of like, okay, first you get your mindset organized. Second, you know, you figure out what do you want to coach on? What does your business look like? Okay. Now like, then you get your website. These are the options to get a website. Now you need email marketing, you know? So it was all, um, I knew that in order for me to move forward, I needed that extra help. I love that. I love that. I think it's yeah. so important for everyone to hear that, that it's, it's important yeah. to get that support you need. Yeah. And I, I think from a financial side, I think financially, a lot of people are, are nervous or they don't feel like they, they can afford it. And I think our friend Aaron also, always says, it's not, I can't afford it. It's like, how can I afford this? It's like, if this is really important to you, and if you want to see the success from it, sometimes you do have to take that investment up front. And it, that could mean maybe putting something on a credit card or or borrowing money short term with the intention that you're going to make tenfold, hundredfold from that investment, right? That's very important. Yes. And I, uh, so Erin was one of our guests. And she did also mention that when we think about how can I afford this, you almost put a value on your own word, like because mm-hmm. you're investing in your own self. So it's important to do that reframe. Like, how can I afford this versus can I afford this? So I yeah. love that you mentioned that as well. That's a uh, very, very key. Um, I've noticed that I've said key a lot. So I'm going to try to change that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just like, wait, this is amazing. This is amazing. But I've been just doing that. Um, uh, so we've been talking a lot about fears and failures. And I love how candid and authentic you've been. So I appreciate that. If you were in my shoes, asking yourself questions about content creation, is there something you would have asked yourself that I haven't, that would have helped people? Mm. Um, the one area I think maybe we can come back to is someone like me who is not comfortable yet doing the whole in video thing or in front of camera thing and live video and all of that. You know, that's my, my big block right now. I feel like I could step my game up, I guess, on on that side of thing. And it's just like, how do I do that? How much do I push myself beyond what's enjoyable versus like, okay, I just need to get past this 
fear or this block that I'm having, but finding that balance between, okay, what's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone versus this just really is not enjoyable anymore. Right. I think that's why um, I do like the fact that you are focused on your strengths right now, because right now you're already going so out of your comfort zone, posting content, writing blog posts, making sure you're consistent. I do truly believe it's very important to be on video. 100%. But when you're starting out, it's more important to post content consistently. And Mm -hmm. if being on video once a week will take that away from you, then there's no point. I truly believe that. I I do think that eventually you'll come to a point where you're like, okay, I've been posting content consistently. I can can afford a bit of burning out if I do choose to go video. Because you're already against that. For me, it's like, okay, I'm already pushing myself out of my comfort zone. What else can I take that will continue to push me, but also not burn me out? Because there's already enough that we're doing, putting ourselves out there, opening ourselves to criticism, opening ourselves to crickets, uh, (laughs) and everything. It's it's there. And that's personally how I've always gone about it. That's why I I don't think I touched on that because I was like, okay, I think the key part is that you're focusing on your strengths and posting consistently versus like, oh, but I'm not doing video. Again, your energy goes where your focus goes. You can focus on things you are putting out versus focusing on things that you're not. And I'll also add that eventually I will say, yes, video is important. But yeah. right now, yeah. I, don't, I don't. Yeah. And, and that's it. And I think, you know, when you're starting, there's so much overwhelm and there's, you know, you just kind of need to start. So start where you are comfortable. But then, yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm about a year in. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready to kind of pu- start pushing myself. And I've been actually challenging myself to do live stories or video record myself. And then I just send it to a very small group of people. I use that close friends thing on Instagram. So it's gotten me. So I was doing that. (laughs) I have stopped. Uh, But I was doing it for about 10 or 12 days in a row. And even in those 10 days, I noticed my comfort level filming myself shifting. So It is, again, goes back to our point of just taking action Mm -hmm. as well and just start trying and and maybe finding what's safe first. For me, that was just a group of eight people that I felt comfortable sending videos to. And then, you know, as I build up, like maybe I'll get that up to 25 or 30. And then when that feels good and I feel like I'm comfortable filming myself and speaking live to a camera or it doesn't have to be live, but just recorded. And to put that out there, then, you know, I've been building that muscle over time behind the scenes. So for me, that feels like a safe way to do it. Maybe it'll take me a bit longer than other people, but we're all on our own little path here. So I absolutely love that. I didn't even know that that could be an option. Yeah, you take a video and you send it to your close friends on Instagram. I hadn't even thought of that. And I love that. I think that's a really safe way, as you said, to practice this. And it's also going to people you trust that they will give you feedback too, if you want it. And these are people that will give you good feedback because we all know there's that. um, Right, the trolling. The the other feedback, (laughs) you don't really need it. <laughs> it's yeah, not really helpful. Yeah. It's not valuable, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. That's really key. Um, oh yeah, wait, I use key again. So um <laughs> I have honestly loved this conversation. It's been all about fears and overcoming them. And the main message has been take action. Because you talked yeah. about being an introvert. If I were to go onto your Instagram page, I wouldn't have known that. Uh and I, I mm-hmm. know you a bit, right? So it's just like not using any of uh, your personality traits and saying I can't do this. It's more like, all right, well. If I am an introvert, what can I do? I can write blogs. I can post on Instagram without putting my face on there. And I can choose safe ways to create videos and send them to my friends. And that way, get more and more comfortable with that. Before we get into our final question, where can people find you online? So uh, they can go to my website. It's kerrybjackson.com. And that's K-E-R-R-I-B. 
J-A-C-K-S-O-N.com or on Instagram. My handle is at Carrie B. Jackson. Love that. Probably easiest places to find me. Yes. Totally recommend everyone go check Carrie out. And so for our final question, Carrie, you said you started creating content a year back. So mm-hmm. what advice would you give to the Carrie one year back as she was a money coach getting into this content creation game? What one piece of advice you would give her? Um, on a practical level, I think it would be batch your time <laughs> and try and create a couple pieces, you know, one one point in your day or your week and be consistent. It's better to start with like two or three posts a week, but just get in the habit of posting regularly or writing regularly. And then I think more on kind of the mindset fear side, it is just to take in what you're being told by other people or by courses or coaches or whatever, but then also listen to how you really want to implement those lessons as well. Like don't feel pressured that you do have to be doing videos right from the beginning. Like if that doesn't feel good, listen to that and then just start building your content in other ways. I love that. And you've said it in such a simple manner that people can actually absorb. So thank you for that. And thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for sharing everything you've learned so far. Thank you so much for, I can't say this enough, being authentic. Uh, Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Of course. How else should you be? (laughs) Exactly. How else can you show up? I love that. Well, for everyone listening, if there's anything Carrie has said that has inspired you, please go share this podcast and follow. For everyone else, I will see you next week. You got this beautiful. If you are listening to this episode and are inspired to create your own podcast, then DM me the word podcast on Instagram at maruk.m.imtiaz. You will see it in the show notes as well. And I'll be happy to point you to some resources. Well, until next time, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful. <laughs>